0: Broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands, through the heart of the Castorville artichoke fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline, you're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. I am very excited today. We have a great show scheduled for you. We have Miss Kimberly Craig. She's currently the president and CEO of the Monterey Business Council, and she's formerly the Salinas District 5 councilwoman, I believe from 2010 to 2018. And uh, District 5, I know all of you have that embedded in your brain, but what that is, I believe it's North Main Street, North David Street, in the mall, and that area. So welcome, and also, oh wait, she's got a huge CV. We'll, we'll let her uh, explain a lot of it, but uh, did I get most of that right, Miss uh, Craig?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Paul, I'm a huge fan. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller, so thank you. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Well, you've been listening for all the two months we've been on, so I appreciate. <laughs> I, yeah, you've own, you've been an owner of a private business, and you worked for uh, iHeartMedia as well, right? Is that correct?
1: I did. Yes. I mean, I uh, years ago. I mean, I think I moved uh, back to the area. I grew up in Monterey County. Um, went to Carmel High School. Went to MPC. Um, moved away because I thought it was too boring for a you know a teenager to live here. And then was down in LA and went, what the heck am I doing down in LA? And moved back. Um, but I went to work at iHeart after uh after moving back i was in 1999 and so 20 21 years ago i'm not going to give my age but you can do the math on that and uh, (laughs) yeah loved loved working in a radio station it was always fun and crazy and you know it was a, a fun time for me
0: and you would you would sell ad copy and um and and go out and, and find clients outside sales.
1: It was a so that was a, a career of mine for about a decade where um, I would I uh, would go out and get clients and get um, advertisers for the radio and I did that at iHeart which was um, at the time I was the, the main my main radio station that I sold was K which obviously is a top forty radio station and. You know, you wanted to hang out with me in my mid twenties because I had all of the bar accounts down on Cannery Row and, <laughs> and <play laughs> Gemini at the time, yeah. and whatnot. It was it was a good job to have in your mid twenties. If,
0: if you wanted to go see Harvey Danger when they rolled through Salinas, you were the you were the person, right?
1: Exactly. There. Actually, it was it was more like En Vogue and Destiny's Child. Oh, there, and, you. okay. You no, know, all of those uh, crazy. Crazy um, '90s bands, you know that that came through. So, and then I, after that, I uh, worked at KSBW doing the same thing. So I did it for television. After that,
0: I have to ask: Did you ever meet Beyonce? Then, you know,
1: I did actually. Met- she came. She came to Salinas as Destiny's Child. Yeah.
0: Wow did you Did you see yeah, a spark in, in her eye at the time? Did you see a Pardon? spark in her? Did you see a future greatness out of her? Or
1: well, you know what? It was interesting back. Uh, so yeah, this is really a business based, uh,
0: podcast. <laughs> well, we're talking about Beyonce. I believe so, that everybody oh, no, at K-I-O-N I mean, loves Beyonce. Yes, So, uh, yeah, right so <laughs> I was
1: trying to think, I, I, I know she came into the studios and they played a gig. I think it was at planet Gemini. I don't remember, but I have a, I mean, I have a photo with destiny's child.
0: Awesome.
1: When I was there, but, what I do remember, so you asked if she had a spark in her eye. What I do remember was that her mom, and I don't know if you know sort of the history of Destiny's Child and Beyonce, but her mom made all the outfits for Destiny's Child. And they always had these crazy outfits and uh, helicopter mom, like all for the girls and was like there. Um, <clears throat> she was there, like, you know, stage mom essentially. And so she was there. I remember that. And I just thought, you know, it's just another one of those bands. Beyonce was clearly talented, but, you know, I have the expertise to know the difference between her and Kelly Rowland. And so, uh, you know, somebody else uh, in the radio and talent industry did and pulled her out of that group and had her go solo, which was smart.
0: Yeah. Well, I have, I don't own any of Destiny Child's albums, but it's always interesting to hear about successful people, period. No matter who they are, what what industry they come from. So yeah, uh, it was great. And clearly, she's been successful. I think. I think she she uh, she landed on her feet. We we would She did. Say. <laughs> she did.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think she's hurting for, for cash <laughs> <know>. at all.
0: <laughs> so, so moving on in your history, um, you also owned a medium buying company. So that was you. You were an independent contractor that sold airtime more or less. Is that more? Uh, kind of.
1: Like- so, kind of. I mean, so I still have it. Uh, it's a consult okay. a. K Craig Media. And um, essentially I had clients throughout um, Monterey County that um, hired me as a, as a media buyer. So, um, and I, I did that after I left KSPW, I did that for an ad agency here locally and um, the ad agency closed down. And so when it closed down, you know, similar to how a lot of uh, Americans are right now, I got laid off and didn't really know what to do and went home and ate, about four pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and then had to, you know, come up with a plan to earn money. And so, you know, that's where the entrepreneurial spirit comes. And so I went after some of the accounts that our ad agency had because it was closed down and I figured, well, why not try? And so I started K Craig media and um, managed to land a couple of large accounts, which sustained me over a period of, uh, of a decade. And, Um, I had the opportunity in 2017 to take the position as president and CEO of of the Monterey County Business Council. And after spending about eight years on city council, I realized that I had a um, real passion for understanding the economy and um, creating jobs and ensuring that we had a thriving economy. And it really just made sense for me to kind of shift my career into that role um, but I still have my clients. So I, you know, I always laugh because at the time, um, when I was on city council, I would joke, I was full-time at Monterey County business council. Then I had the city council job and then I had Kate Craig media. So I had a full-time job and two part-time jobs and, um, it kept me busy, absolutely busy. But, um, now I just have a full-time job and a part-time job. That's it.
0: <laughs> well, we have, uh, excited. We have Marianne Leifel on next week and she, I believe you, preceded you in the, uh, at the city, at the business council, but yes, yeah. But, and so that works. I, that'll be a nice bookend to this week. Is so during the city council time, is there anything like? Is there something you're proud of, or what you presided over, or something interesting? Maybe some turmoil that happened. Uh, that, that oh,
1: kind of- there's always. I mean, being a city council person in the city of Salinas is complicated and difficult. I mean. Um, it's really interesting for me. I, um, <clears throat> I I went through a master's program at the Naval Postgraduate School. oh wow I, uh, there was another councilman from uh, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin in the class and he you know he didn't understand, you know when when I would talk about the issues that I was dealing with and at the time I, I don't know if people necessarily remember, but it you know in 2014 we had um, several Officer-involved shootings. It was a time of turmoil in our community, um, a lack of trust of our police department, and uh, you know, just as a part-time city councilwoman who you know earned a a very small stipend every month, I didn't. I didn't know how to help or fix it or anything. And and this uh, this councilman was a a town councilman for about four thousand people, and he just was like. the job isn't that hard. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, "You and I are coming from completely different cities, just so you know." And um, so, you know, there were there were really a lot of challenges um, as a as a council person for Salinas. We um, struggled financially. Um, we had uh, a lack of trust at one point um, in the community with our police department. Um, I think that has significantly improved with um, the hiring of more officers who are reflective of the community, as well as a um, uh, police chief, Adele Fresse has, uh, has come on board in the last few years and has really made an effort to be available and to be out in the community, understanding and, and developing those relationships. And then, as you mentioned earlier, I was a councilwoman for uh north salinas and so i realized pretty quickly you know when i ran for office i just did it i just did it because i wanted to be involved in my community and um didn't really understand at the time the complexities of uh my district of the city as a whole and you know when you get when you actually get elected and they sit you down and it's like they open up pandora's box here's the budgeting issues here's what's going on with the police department the fire department parks and recreation infrastructure. And you're like, Oh my God, how do I fix, you know, how, how do we, how do we fix that? And um, I realized pretty quickly that my district at the time uh, district five had uh, Northridge mall, the auto mall um, uh, Westridge mall was across the street. It had Laurel West shopping center. So it was representative of half of the city's retail tax base. So when you're talking about the two main sources of income for any city, well, for most cities, I should say, because there's transient occupancy tax over on the peninsula. People like to visit there. Um, But the two main sources of income for Salinas are property taxes and retail sales tax. And so understanding that um, retail sales tax was a major contributor to the budget of Salinas, I realized that the North side was a, played a pretty important role to, um, to the city's budget. And we had a lot of open, you know, for lease signs in, you know, 60,000 square feet, 100,000 square feet, and that's bringing in $0 when it's for lease. And so um, the economic development director at the time and the city manager and I really, really pushed and tried to create incentives um, for the north side retail, um, shopping center developers that, that were trying to fill their, you know, their open spaces in their shopping centers. And so I was, I was pleased. We got BJ's brewery. We got, um, uh, Chipotle, we got, uh, Dick's sporting goods. It's all North side's mostly retail. So when people are like, well, yeah, you brought jobs, but the retail, it's like, well, that's the side of town that's retail. So it makes sense to yeah. put, you know a Chipotle Inn next to a BJ's Brewery and a you know other other restaurants. So um, I'm really proud of that. To answer the question, story long there. Um, yep. it's a, that's that that was one of my sort of um, really moments of being proud of um, of being a city councilwoman. And then also uh, I was on the council at the time when we worked really hard and uh, asked the city. Um, for sales tax money, for helping to build the new police station and the library, and so um, you know, for the city who just had not had any level of improvement or development in decades, it was you know, I left office and we had we had broken ground on both, and so I was like, okay, they can't turn around now and you know change it, but those were those were two projects that I felt like you know, we were really giving back to the community. I'm proud to drive by the El Gabalán Library in North Salinas. My name isn't on the door. don't have to be on the door, but I know that nice. you know, we worked really hard to get that up and running and, you know, rebuilt. So that, there you go. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. And that leads perfectly into the next, because I know COVID-19 has meant a lot of those businesses that you attracted to North Salinas are probably, like BJ's Brewery in particular is probably not, <laughs> not enjoying the uh, the closure during no, this period. And all. all the other businesses are probably really, really not, uh, you know, especially in that retail space are probably being heavily affected or uh, disproportionately affected more than say the, well, I, I can't, I don't want to minimize the effect on the agriculture companies, but yes, the retail companies are probably being very affected. So that, that co- dovetails nicely into the uh, Monterey uh, Bay business council's efforts to, um, help businesses out. And, and when I look at your website, I see you guys have been working on an economic revitalization plan. So uh, let's, I don't know, maybe you could talk a little bit about some of the high points of that. We will go to break here in a few minutes, but yeah.
1: Sure. Well, and I'm, you know, clearly I'm a talker. So if you need to just interrupt me and shut down. I'm happy with, I, I understand you got to go to break.
0: So. No, abs- absolutely. Listening to you talking, there's a lot of information there. And I think a lot of people want to, you know, the, the history of Salinas, North Salinas in, in particular is very, I, I think most people listening to the radio would be, are fascinated by the history of Salinas and some of the nuances. So,
1: Sure. Well, so, you know, what I would share with you is obviously I think most of us have identified that Areas of real concern in Monterey County for, um, you know, for business shutting down is retail, um, as well as, and I I just have to say this because it's one of those things that we've been working on pretty extensively um, is the hospitality industry. So when you're you know when you look at Monterey County, the job industries, uh, the the major job industries are agriculture and hospitality. And ag has certainly been hit. You know they've had you know in talking with Norm Groot over at the um, uh, Farm Bureau, you know he's like, yeah, but we're still operational. You know it's more along the lines of safety measures to ensure that there's social distancing while they're, you know, while they're working in the fields so the field, um, the harvesting season started in early April. And so obviously, that hits right at a key And yes, I got
0: to ask about agriculture, like because I know Taylor Farms, Fresh Express and some of the others do heavily on prepackaged foods at like, oh, and like Burger King, McDonald's, Starbucks and that kind of stuff. Have they have they mentioned to you or have you heard anything about impacts to their businesses? I'm sure there's been some in in that prepackaged food, but they have supermarkets as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of ag, you know, the it kind of has depended on where the accounts are for each of those ag companies. And I know that sounds a little complicated. But, you know, if you are, uh, if most of your deliverables are to an educational system or to uh, restaurants you know um, your your ag company is impacted by that and you have to figure out how you're gonna successfully pivot your company to ensure that um, you know you're not wasting that level of food um, if your main you know accounts are grocery stores your business is thriving right now because everybody's you know buying food out of the grocery stores so it's been a little you know it's been a little incon Consistent in terms of how um, how the egg industry has operated through COVID. Um, I will say, you asked me directly about some of those um, some of those companies. You know, I think they've really um, struggled. Uh, some of them have struggled with out, you know, outbreaks of COVID within their own company. You know, mm-hmm. um, we've had cases where certain companies are in the Salinas Valley, but they also have other locations like Tennessee and Yuma, and, um, and there have been, you know, cases—60 people t- testing positive because. Mm-hmm. They all work in a packing plant or they all work in, you know, um, the uh, out in the field together. So um, it's really like I said, it's been impacted, but it's also complicated because, you know, some some ag companies are business as usual and things are fine. And others are really trying to struggle with the safety and security measures of their of their employees, you know. So that's, well, you know that's ag, and then but then you have hospitality. So I look at it and like the Salinas, you know, the Salinas Valley is still operating, but the Monterey Peninsula has shut down. I mean,
0: absolutely. That's, yeah. Well, um, well hey Mark, let's uh, let's hit the break real quick, and then we'll. There we go. I, I think that's a great. That's a that's a nice spot. We'll go to hospitality and talk more about uh, everything. We're talking to Kimberly Craig, who is the CEO of the Monterey Business Council, and uh, she's great great personality to have on the show. I'm Paul wine I'm the owner of Expressive employment professionals we can help you find great employees with the skills you need and they'll be committed to your business please give me a call if you're looking for employees 831-920-1230 again that's 831-920-1230 back in a couple seconds One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to Express Employment Professionals. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. For great employees, call Monterey County Express Employment Professionals 831-920-1230 That's 831-920-1230 At Advertising. Love it or hate it, it's a vital tool for business owners to attract customers and earn a living. But some city governments have arbitrary laws about what advertising signs can and cannot say. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech. IJ is committed to defending free speech against excessive and unfair government regulations. Please visit our website today at ij.org to find out how you can help the Institute for Justice. If you're planning an event and searching for the perfect venue, consider the Monterey County Sheriff's Posse Grounds on Old Natividad Road in Salinas. The Posse Grounds has it all a complete kitchen, barbecue pits. We also have an outdoor stage featuring a large dance area, all in a private setting and wide open spaces. So book your event now. Call 831-444-6267 or visit our website at mcsposse.com. The Monterey County Sheriff's Posse is a not-for-profit organization. There you go. And we are back. Here on uh, Power Talk Radio, 1460 and 101 FM. Let's get back to your host, Paul Wyatt, with more of What's the Plan and his special guest, Kimberly Craig. Paul? Hey, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, we're here with Kimberly Craig, uh, CEO of Monterey Bay Business Council. And she was telling us about uh, some of their efforts to help out on the uh, west side of the uh, county. We had spent the first half of the show talking a little bit about the uh, Salinas area and the agriculture industry. So, Kimberly, you were mentioning um, efforts to help out with hospitality and restaurants. and and some of the uh, Business Council's uh, efforts there.
1: Yeah. um, So, you know, early on, as as we were ordered to shelter in place, the Business Council,
0: excuse
1: me... Excuse me. The Business Council uh, recognized early on that um, as the SBA was coming around with the stimulus package that the legislation around it was crazy. It was like 800 pages and really complicated. And, you know, I just recognized having been a small business owner for over a decade, I recognized like no one's going to read 800 pages. That's crazy. And, you know, and the legislation was changing about every 12 hours over certain uh, uh, federal loans that were available, the economic impact disaster loan, uh, the PPP, you've heard quite a bit about the paycheck protection program, and they would, you know, they rolled it out, and then they changed the website. So the people who had applied for it previously had to apply again. And it was just messy. The whole thing was super messy. And so the business council, Monterey County Business Council, um, you know, it's not anything that's different or unique or, or unusual, but we started having these webinars and um, Monterey County Business Council's past history has been uh, a membership-based organization. So the things that we do are for our members. And in all honesty, um, I... A look at what was around us and realized that we needed to get as much information out to people as possible. And so I, you know, went to my my chair of my board and said, I would really like to do this, but I want to make them free and open to the public. And I recognize that the business council's not generating any revenue from it right now, but ultimately I think it's for the greater good of the business community in Monterey County. And so we started doing weekly webinars. Um, and you know, the first one was. On how to apply for the PPP and the EIDL, those two major loans, and we had 798 business owners in Monterey County sign up for it. And I thought, holy cow, there's you know there is there is a need for information, and there is a need for clear and concise bullet pointed you know topics that that people you know they're they're just craving info. And and so um so we had a really successful first uh, first week. Doing that, and then our second week, we focused in on the PPP because it was it was continuing to change. The legislation was changing, and the stipulations behind it were changing. So we had a second one, and there were four hundred people on the call. You know, and so I realized, okay, like we started having these, you know, weekly Friday at ten a.m. webinars. We have them on our website, which is mcbc.biz. That's my that's my pitch, and I promise I won't
0: do any more. Oh no! Say it many times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, but our webinars are weekly, and we're we committed to doing them for twelve weeks. We may do them longer, but um, we've had quite literally thousands of business owners on our calls, and they're they're free to ask questions of the county CAO, you know, the chief administrative officer Charles McKee. We've had um, we've had uh, HR and legal issues, so business owners who are like, hey, I've got, you know, I've got an employee who's lost their childcare and they have to homeschool and I'm paying them for eight hours. Do I have to pay them for eight hours? How does that work? Or I, you know, I have a job, I'm an essential business, but my employee says that they're afraid to come back to work. Do I put them out on sick leave? What is that, you know? So there were a lot of really complicated things that went along with it. And so we've tried to have them be very topical issues. This past, yesterday, this past Friday, we had, um, Charles McKee, the CAO, and we had Supervisor Phillips and Supervisor Adams talking about the county's attestation, the the request of of the state to go to phase two, which obviously allows um, restaurants and retail to open carefully. And I, I say carefully because there are stipulations behind. Absolutely. it.
0: Well, before before we get to that, real quick, is yeah. what's interesting about PPP. Especially, well, EIDL is interesting too. The way the SBA is just apparently dumping money into businesses' bank accounts, which is kind of an interesting way to do it. But the PPP forgiveness is changing almost like it felt like daily there last week, uh, where the seventy-five percent is kind of in flux. So that that that'll be interesting. So they could probably go to your website and find more information about some of those nuances, because I think you can, well, I don't know. It's, I, I honestly don't know whether you're going to be able to, to spend, I think it, they were going to change it to 75% on leasing and capital equipment. Is that correct? Or something? Or um, so, yeah. Thing.
1: So, and and here's the thing. This is what I've learned over the last 10 weeks. You don't promise anything while you're being <laughs> reported because obviously <laughs> it's going to change in three days. And so, um, so I would say, you know, just to be really conscientious, we're doing our best right now to just put out, um, uh, one sheets on a, you know, on a weekly basis or even daily basis, we've had, um, with the most updated information. So you can go to our website and see what, what the legislation says in, in basically a one sheet. So, um, that's been a really, um, key point for us is just trying to get the information out there, um, particularly on those loans because so many people applied for them. And that was, you know, that was the thing you were talking about the EIDL. They 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 rolled out and said, Oh, we're gonna put ten grand in everybody's account, you know, that you don't have to pay back. And so millions, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people applied for it. And then they said, Oh, wait, it's up to ten thousand dollars and it's a thousand dollars per employee. So people who are self-employed, you know, got a thousand bucks. And while I can appreciate, thank you very much, federal government, that's not going to keep the business alive, you know? And so that's, that's really ultimately what we were looking at, um, in terms of, um, you know, trying to get that information out in a timely manner to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, that's, that is, uh, fantastic. Yeah. I was looking at the fact sheet on your website it is very, very informative. So getting to the restaurants, I know that the Restaurant Association of California has a little bit of information county by county, what their, uh, preventative measures are or what what it means to open those restaurants and do you what do you know about Monterey County's restaurant or hospitality opening you were talking about phase two when I interrupted with that question about
1: sure no that's okay so you know it's complicated (laughs) (laughs) it's um you know I the thing I have to say and what's really interesting for me is there are a lot of people who think that the county supervisors can enact policy or they're the ones who are in charge of opening business back up, And that is simply not the case. Um, The state determines who, what counties open up based on uh, basically their numbers. And so we have to get a ton of people tested so that we can meet that, you know, that minimum line of we've had, you know, 10,000 people tested at a certain point, which allows us to go to phase two. Phase 2 is mostly retail and also some restaurant hospitality this is where it gets complicated hospitality is phase 3 so you know you can imagine there is a huge push to like get to phase 2 so that we can get to phase 3 um it's a you know i think it's a 6 billion dollar industry here in in Monterey County and so um, really encouraging people to shelter in place, try to get to the numbers that we need to get in order to basically get permission to get to phase two is um, a, a critical, critical element. And, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. There's, that was a total politician answer because I didn't even answer your question. So the restaurant association, <laughs> <sorry. Yeah. laughs> the restaurant association has been working obviously on, um, you know, the plans and, you can't just, when you get to phase two, you don't get to just open your doors and welcome everybody back. There are um, new guidelines that have to occur. You have to have, you know, tables are six feet apart from one another. People have to wear masks. And so, it's really getting that education out. So the Restaurant Association's information is being distributed to those restaurants so that they know what they need in order to be in complete, open back up.
0: Well, Kimberly, it, it's been great talking to you. That uh, the sound <laughs> of Frank Sinatra, of course, means that we're over. And we could have talked for another half an hour. I'm sure you are a fantastic guest. And I certainly hope you'll come back at, at some point. Um, of course. absolutely. Of course, your, your website is mcbc.biz, where you can find tons of information 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 and more information on those webinars you've been listening to what's the plan on central coast power talk 1460 a.m. and 101.1 fm up next is business sense with Edward King, you want you to sit around, uh, stay around for that. And I want you to know about Express Employment Professionals in Monterey County. Best time finding excellent employees with the skills you need to be committed to your business. We focus on getting you the employees who fit your company's culture and will stay with you and grow with your company. Thanks again to Ms. Kimler Craig, Mr. Mark Carbonero, the greatest producer in Monterey, and of course, the great Dave Marzetti for helping me make this program possible. Thanks again and stay great, Monterey.